0: The Digital Alistair presents TD Mobile, show number 98. For Saturday, December 10th, 2011, I'm Jose Ortiz. I'm John Dickinson. And I'm Jason Coombs. Good. It's yeah, quite a, like a factor
1: it. in this week, but are uh, we getting
2: the show out?
0: Yep. Uh, Ian, thanks for, for being with us this week.
2: Okay, free evening, so f- why not join any... you?
0: <laughs>
2: just <Why laughs> well, we we're gonna gonna watching the X-Factor, <laughs> eh? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I just realised I shouldn't be recording it. We should confuse the listeners by Ian being on this show and me, or me, me being on his.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, that is going to confuse people. Yeah, so um yeah, our schedules are kind of funky this week. We weren't able to record earlier in the week, so we had to push it to today, Saturday, but we we picked up Ian along the way, so ended up being a a a win situation. <laughs> <We'll see>. It certainly <Definitely. laughs> <laughs> All right. Um so let's get started. Uh why don't we start with the with the uh Xbox um refresh and and how that kind of tied into all the mobile apps and all that. I know I'm sure Chase, you're eager to talk about that.
3: Yeah. As I uh, said on the, on the digital lifestyle, I can actually, it's quite a relief to be actually able to talk about it. Although um, I do have to be a little bit careful because they've announced that the the preview program is actually going to carry on till the end of the year. Um, and with that, we'll get the opportunity to test some of the apps, um, before they're released to the general public. So, um, so yeah, it's uh it's it's really good. Um really good to kinda of get it out in the open though. Um, I actually went to pick up my seven year old today, he had a sleepover at a friend's and his his the first thing his friend said to me was, I've got the new Xbox dashboard and I can't find anything
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what mine said. They can't find their demos.
3: Yeah, I mean it's um it certainly feels like um some of the um information isn't quite as raised to the surface as it was and so, you know as much as I, I love the metro interface you're not quite sure when you click on a tile whether or not it's going to take you to a group of videos or actually start playing a video it's it's going to take a little bit of getting used to I think but um, it's, it's good I've been playing around with the voice control and um, it, it actually works really well.
1: Yeah I only just upgraded to it the other day so you know I've just I've not really had much of a chance to play around with it like that. I do like the new layout, it's uh, it's very clean, it, Yeah, like you say, it takes a bit of getting used to. Um, but it's very clean and and that's nice. I mean, just just, just one thing I said about the voice controls then. Um, I find that it works really well, unless I'm in the Zoom music player and it's playing music, and then it will not pick up my voice whatsoever, and I've done all the collaboration of the audio and everything. And I can be shouting pause at it, and it won't do anything. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the
3: one so I don't thing really um, you
1: guys have tried that out.
3: Well, the one thing I have noticed is it does tend to respond better if you try and speak naturally. Um, yeah, yeah. But you do Probably. tend to get into that situation that, as I do that when it doesn't hear the first time. You speak a bit louder, and then a bit louder. And that, in some ways, it's actually better just to just to repeat repeat what you said. But. It's, um, But yeah, it seems to seems to work pretty well. I mean, we um, we've just been watching a a movie, which is why I kept you guys waiting a bit longer than we were scheduled. And um, you know, it was it was good to be able to kind of pause it instead of you know getting one of the kids to fetch the remote.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. It's uh, I've not tried it with a movie yet. So I've only tested it with music. So um, you know, but I did try. You know, just talking normally, just going pause pause yeah, been doing <laughs> it and they're going pause <laughs> why won't you pause you did,
2: you and then did, i did just
1: grab the uh, microsoft remote there. And just press the you just say, say xbox first
3: yeah 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 yeah. We well, the, yeah. the curious thing that we've got and you know, i'll be interested to in how your kids get on with it but um ah connect the voice recognition doesn't respond to their voices i mean they're seven and four um i mean admittedly they do tend to end up shouting at the thing but it just doesn't pick up their voice at all
2: yeah, I think I think I had the, 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 the oh they found the same problem and they're not even tried the the, the uh, since the dashboard update either because they've tried it in the past and I've heard them shouting at it and uh, I, we, I think we talked about it in the past. I think that there is a problem with some of the sort of younger voices. It, it, it must be the the way that the voices are fought, you know, the, the pitch or something like that.
3: Yeah, it's a shame in a way because I mean, you know, as much as we use the Connect, it's it's for the kids, really, and it's a, it's a shame that that whole interface isn't available to them. But
2: yeah, I mean, I've got the the Connect is on their Xbox in their bedroom now, so I haven't even got it downstairs, so I haven't tried any any of the Connect stuff on my machine.
3: But um, I know I, I ran into a few problems, and there were some articles on the on the Connect website. Um, I think the Zoom player and the Sky player stopped working for us, but it was just detailed that you had to go in and delete any. Um, any existing downloads of, so like the Zoom player, and then actually just go back and reinstall it again. Otherwise, it was it was stuck in like an endless installation loop. But uh, but no, I really like the interface. I think, I think it's certainly going to take some getting used to. I think the only the biggest frustration for me, um, and I mentioned to a couple of people that were on the pre- on the preview, and they agreed that it's a shame it doesn't wrap around. So when you when you move through the um, hubs and you get all the way to the um right for example to settings you can't move right again and flip back around to the bing you kind of have to it's literally just left and right whereas it would have been nice if they'd kept that windows phone experience where the panoramas just keep going and going and just keep rotating round.
2: yeah i thought that was a bit strange Why, why on the phone it works quite well though
3: yeah i must admit i've kind of started got into the habit now if i want to jump back to um, say, home from settings, I just go Xbox Home, and that seems to jump you, you, know, that's quite a quick way to jump you back.
2: I was a bit disappointed as well with the, the lack of, of sort of TV content, you know, we've been promised all the different channels, but really there's, none of them are on there apart from the Love film.
1: Yeah, we've got the Sky player there as well, Sky goes on there, yeah. isn't it? Is that Well, that was there before anyway. Yeah. Um, I've not tested it out yet to see whether anything's different about it or not. I um, don't know are there any of you guys have.
2: No, I tried to do it, but um, it wouldn't accept my Sky username and password. But I, I think the account only got activated sort of this week, so it was pr- perhaps it just hadn't got through all the activation processes. Right, right. I yeah. think um,
3: I think you also have to register on the Sky website, Ian, as with a username, a Sky well, Go user.
2: I've got a have got a Sky Go username ah, and password, okay. um, but it just didn't seem to work on the. On the Xbox, it said the password was invalid, so there must be some either additional authentication I've got to do, or it just hasn't sort of caught up yet.
1: Mm. I'll have to give it a go anyway. I'll give it a go and see what it's like. Just want to see whether the interface has changed and things, really, because the old interface was very much like the old Xbox Dash So,
3: whether
1: mm. not they've uh, updated it, um, I'm guessing maybe they will have done. Um, <laughs>
3: had a so, uh, had a quick browse around it. I couldn't see anything different, to be honest. I think the main difference is.
1: That you can use all the
3: gestures and, and voice control, um, but it's certainly interesting. I believe the BBC app is supposed to come in next year now, um, but some of the four on demand and um, I think I can't remember if it's ITV or Channel Fireplay is supposed to coming in December. So like no, I say, right. hopefully I might uh, might even get to have a play with those before anyone else, which would be quite neat.
1: Do you know with regards to the uh, the Bing search that's on there? Can you search things that would be say say if a movie was on Sky Go? Could, would the Bing search pick that up and take you into that?
3: I did try that because I was curious because what I hoped it would do, like you say, is you, you kind of do, I don't know, um, Xbox Bing, Pirates of the Caribbean, and it would bring up all the, comes, the all Pirates format, films. So yeah, and then you could that. choose to, to watch it in Zune or watch it in Skyplayer if it was available. Or, but for me, it seemed to only really, really surface the, the automatically took you to the Zune um, player. But that might just be the fact that it wasn't available on sky player or what so i've been to see when there's kind of more apps available whether or not that does increase but that's certainly what i would like to see that it, it really as the content you know for example if you've got a love films um, subscription it should in theory otherwise i would imagine it wouldn't be much to entice the other apps to go on the platform if if being kind of gives preference to zoom player
1: yeah, well I mean like the Xbox is going up against things like well obviously Google T V which has not really taken off anyway, but things like the boxy box and things like that as well, and that's what that does, isn't it? Like the boxy box, if you do a search for it, it'll search all your services that you've got on the box.
3: Am yeah I right in thinking that, yeah. I mean that's what well, that's would be my expectations, like I say, I haven't haven't experienced that yet, but I think it would be disappointing if it's not.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's interesting anyway. But
1: yeah, I mean it's 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 a new update. It's completely redesigned. It looks pretty nice. It seems to. It works a lot better with Kinect as well. So it's, uh, you know, you've got to think it's going to be a lot more Kinect orientated from here going forward, and um, it's just going to improve it as more and more services jump on the board. So,
3: I think the um, <clears throat> the only disappointment for me is still that the the Xbox Music Player and Video Player is still you know from the original Xbox release almost. Um, and also, and, and I know Paul Thorette talks about this that it doesn't the Zoom player can't access local content, you know, which would be a much much better way of playing music and videos than actually, you know, the, they could just do away with the local player.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I definitely agree with that. I think it's it's something that needs to happen. They need to make the Zoom experience on the Xbox more like the Zoom desktop experience. Yeah.
3: Because it, it kind of made me chuckle the first time I went into the music player, kind of expecting it to be improved. And this was when I was in the, you know, when the preview program first opened. It actually brings up a message saying, "From this point, you'll need to pick up a controller." <laughs>
1: it's like,
2: like what? okay,
1: <laughs> who uses but, a controller these days? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. So yeah, the uh, like moving it forward more than to like sort of mobile. Um, talk anyway. The um, the Xbox Companion app for uh, for Windows Phone's been uh, released uh, alongside the new dash. Uh, I got to play around with that the other day. It's, it's really good, isn't it? Yeah, I really like it. I
3: was I was actually really impressed. I, th- I think it, it's a really good example of um, of you know the integration that's possible between Windows Phone and, and the Xbox. And I like the fact you can bring up a, like a little mini remote control and
1: and that is really responsive, isn't it?
3: Yeah, no, I mean, especially when you, if you've got the phone, my phone connected to the wireless network, which is the same one the Xbox is on it. You know, it's almost, you know, there's no lag there. It's, it's no. very good. The only, the only criticism I had, really, was that um, there are times on the Xbox where you, on the, you get the on-screen keyboard and you end up having to control it with the phone using the kind of the, the D-pad, the virtual D-pad, and it would have been so nice if the Windows keyboard had just popped up.
1: Yeah, that would be much better. I'm I don't not know sure if that's... I've noticed that
3: yet, but so. yeah, I think it—it it was when I was trying out the um, the Sky app actually. Actually, I, it was when I reinstalled it, so I had to retype in my username and password, and it would have just been so much nicer <laughs> just to uh, just to use the keyboard. But like I said, we ended up watching a movie tonight because I was, I was playing around with it, and um, we actually ended up watching a, a film because I was searching through just seeing how it works, and the kids spotted the film. We go, oh, can we watch that? Can we watch that? So I kind of. Clicked on the um, on the on the watch now and it you know it beams it to the Xbox and it immediately brings up the film with you know click here to purchase and voice controlled it and got it all the way through to playing.
1: Nice, yeah, it's it's really good because I mean it's it's that kind of integration where you think oh well you know you could just you could just browse on the TV there's no point but if you're watching something else on the TV you don't need to interrupt that to in order to search for you know what you want to watch next basically so.
2: Yeah, that was. I thought that was a nice thing. I did find though that uh, it, it, lo- it like all Windows Phone apps, it loses connection uh, quite easily. Uh, I don't know whether it's just the, my phone, but I get the same problem with the DVB Link client. The same problem with some of the remote apps where you do something. You, the phone sort of goes to sleep because you've not done anything with it for a, for a few seconds or minutes or whatever it is, and then you come back to it and it's got to go through the connection process again. It's uh, it's because I guess it's the the way that the apps go to sleep or something. It's mm-hmm. um
3: it's the fact that the with Windows Phone when as soon as the screen locks um, it, and it's on battery power it turns off the wireless.
2: Mm, I find Yes, that, really that must
1: annoying. be. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I Wish that was yeah. an option so you could say yes, you want that or no, you don't want that because it's it's really I find that really annoying.
3: Yeah. Because I am, I mean, I um, even was, was tried it out this morning and, um, I hadn't realised I hadn't turned my Wi Fi on and I actually still connected to the Xbox over 3G. So that's coming, you know, from outside. It did give you a warning that there'd be a bit of lag. So, oh, see myself, I can see myself having some fun at that with while I'm at, w- while I'm at work or out the house and I know the kids are on the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, can you turn off the Xbox and stop with that?
3: Um, yeah, I mean the, the only thing is you can't obviously you can't see the screen so you won't be able to control it to that point but um yeah. but you could uh, you could certainly have a bit of fun with it. <laughs> yeah,
1: that would be quite fun.
2: I I think what they've done that is smart though is to release the the uh, iPhone version. But the iPhone version is a major cut down version compared to the Windows set. Well, they're not even the same app essentially, but it kind of highlights how much better the integration is. Uh, out of the Windows phone, so I think that they've done a good job, sort of enticing people in with the with the iPhone app, but then having the proper functionality on the Windows phone app.
1: Yeah, because they've released it like the it's a version of like the game um, the game tile type thing, isn't it? The, the Xbox Live mm. tile, um, which will give people access to like their avatar and uh, their gamer score and that kind of thing. Uh, I'm not sure how how deep you can go into control, because like on Windows Phone you can actually go into the avatar editor and edit your avatar and everything directly from your phone. Um, I'm guessing you probably can't do that. It's probably just like, you know, get your messages and, um, and see think, your score um, and things like that, see who's the online, maybe. Only I'm not th- sure, I'll have a look. Yeah,
3: the only thing I've heard about it, and this I've happened to be listening to Windows Weekly, and, and like I said, Paul Thorette was talking about it, and apparently it is, um, it's almost like the um, the... When Windows Phone originally came out, it had the Xbox add-on, mm. um, and apparently it's pretty much that kind of app. So yeah, you can go in and edit your your avatar and view friends that are online, and and I think possibly even set beacons. So I think it's quite a quite a useful. I think it's kind of in some ways it's quite. A, I see it as a positive thing. It's kind of Microsoft's admission that you know what people don't aren't in this closed off windows world people do have you know ipads even though they've got xboxes and so i think it's it's certainly yeah. a good move
1: You want to be careful not to take away from one of the big selling points of people wanting a windows phone though is that they wanted that xbox integration that's why they went and bought a windows phone <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah no i totally agree that was something that, that that occurred to me as well but i think as long as they don't start releasing games for the ipad where you can pick up achievement points then i think hopefully yeah. that would it will still have that little bit of exclusivity so but uh but yeah it's certainly good i mean you know they need to do that really
1: yeah definitely definitely and i mean one other thing i want yeah, you can
2: to even make. hear the sounds
1: sorry go ahead ian <laughs> oh
2: yeah <laughs> you can even get the sounds i i mean, just put it near the mic now you'll hear it i you can hear that yeah <laughs> well, that's, uh, yeah, so you really do get that sort of Windows Phone experience on the uh, on the iPhone.
3: The one thing that um, I'm hoping that the, um, the Xbox Companion app is a bit of a precursor to is the, the demos they showed of Windows Phone interacting with someone playing Connect Adventures whereby you could make extra balls appear um, on the rebound game and, and stuff like that. So it kind of shows that... The Xbox Companion integrates so well that you know hopefully those sort of things should follow quite quickly.
1: Oh, so you can actually be sort of responsive to games that are going on the Xbox via the phone as well. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah that that is that would be an interesting thing.
3: Mm. It? It'd be interesting. I mean, at the moment, the it, you know, if it could even go to the level of actually acting as a third screen, that could be um, sorry, a second screen in this case. Hmm. I know there was. I think it was for Halo. There was the the um, map um, app that you could download and actually showed your playing map in real time on the phone. So it'd be interesting to see something like that, or um, let's say you know having it. So you, you could have it next to your Xbox steering wheel when you're playing a racing game, and it would actually show all the, the times of the other races and things like that.
1: Yeah, that would be cool. There's I mean there's so many ways that they could integrate these things. The developers, it's just a matter of them getting their hands on it and doing it, isn't it?
3: Yeah, and next to um next to the whole metro um interface and people first and all that stuff, you know, it is the big differentiator really, isn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean one other thing I wanted to mention quickly with regards to the Xbox before we go off the topic, um, not not really mobile related, but um I managed to pick up one of those um uh Nyko Connect zoom lenses. For my uh for my Connect uh, recently, because I'm in a small room, so I've always you know had difficulty with reg- with regards to getting the r- the right amount of play space. Um, so I managed to pick up one of those uh, Zoom Connect lenses, which just clips over the top of the Connect and reduces the play space by forty percent. And yeah. um, it really has made a big difference, and it works really well. well I might to try one of those. Yeah, twenty five quid on Amazon. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it really does make a make make a lot of difference. You know, I can actually. Play my connect in the room that it's in now properly, um, without having to uh, start shifting things around. It's uh, yeah, it makes makes a big difference. Um, and you know, I wasn't convinced how well it was going to work, but it does actually work really well.
3: At the uh, <clears throat> at the risk of making Jose sigh, I actually um, I needed one of the I needed a new Xbox headset, so I actually picked up one of the new ones, the one that can act as Bluetooth and Xbox. Um, and it's really neat. It, r- it works really, really well with my Windows phone to the point I've actually started using it in the car because it, it supports the um, audio over Bluetooth. So it mm-hmm. means I can now listen to uh, podcasts and stuff kind of in one ear um, rather than having the phone on absolute maximum volume. And, <laughs> and um, I'm, I mean, the voice recognition is always going to be a bit hit and miss, particularly when you're in a, a noisy vehicle, but definitely dictating... Um, text messages using the headset um works really really well much much better than my old um in car um kit where the microphone's kind of mounted on the windscreen
0: mm. <laughs> cool.
3: You still there Jose?
0: Yep, I'm here. I don't I, just don't, I don't have an Xbox so I, I kind of <laughs> Bowed out for this I uh, you
3: I a show. You, I thought you'd uh, set <laughs> your I thought you'd your sleep. Have a dig at me about wearing a dorky headset. <laughs> That's no, why awesome. I'm so
0: quiet. <laughs> no, I I can't because I, I use a headset for uh, for work all day also, so I would be uh, kinda giving a dig at myself too. So <laughs> All right uh does that about cover everything for uh the xbox uh dashboard update? I think so yeah all right um so we should probably move on to the the next uh big news item of the week, which uh happened yesterday, so um, I guess one of the uh, another highlight or another good reason why we we didn't uh record until today is uh we we got this news and that's that. Um, HP finally made a decision on the fate of webOS, um, and a lot of people were expecting them to say it's either going to be sold off um, or just killed off completely, um, and the final decision was actually somewhere in between. Uh, so HP is not going to continue to actively develop webOS, but they are open-sourcing it, uh, it, it in hopes that the the WebOS community will uh, actually help develop it further, um, they said that they will continue invest in WebOS, but not at the scale that uh, you would expect for development to continue at a rapid pace. Uh, so, so don't expect you know the next iteration of WebOS to come from HP. Um, the reaction to the news is pretty funny because you have a you have a lot of people who who would say uh, yes. Uh, HP is open sourcing webOS, webOS lives on. And then you have another uh, set of people who would say, HP is open sourcing webOS, webOS is dead. So um, it, it'll be interesting to see which direction it goes. Um, I think the people that are excited about webOS being open source are probably fans of webOS um, and, and believe that it's going to live on because uh, of the community. community should move forward, uh, should be able to develop it further. Um and then the people were saying that it's gonna die, it's probably because they, they see WebOS as kind of it, it's gotten so many reprieves, right? I mean WebOS in itself was Palm's uh kind of reboot. Um uh, it it was Palm introducing this completely new system from the ground up. They scrapped everything they everything they had before, uh, and it was it was kind of a fresh start. And then it didn't really get off to a good start and then um they sold to HP. And everybody, okay, this is WebOS's second chance. And obviously that didn't work out. So uh, at, at this point, I think a lot of people are feeling down on WebOS simply because they feel like it's it, it's gotten way too many opportunities to succeed, and obviously it hasn't. Um, but we'll see what happens with it being open source. Maybe there's still a, a community of developers out there, a community of enthusiasts who will make WebOS um, a viable contender. Um, now, The Verge had an interview with uh, with HP CEO Meg Whitman, um, and she she uh, made a few interesting statements. So, first of all, I think she understands that the success of WebOS, the success of any operating system of any uh, any product, cannot be measured uh, by first week or first month sales. Um, as it it seems like WebOS was in this iteration, right? The touchpad came out, and a week, maybe two weeks later of the official launch, uh, it got killed uh, by HP. So Meg Whitman is saying, I I think she said something like four or five years, that it would take about four or five years to determine whether or not WebOS is still um, a successful product. Um, Another interesting note is that she said that HP is no longer going to make smartphones. Very, very unlikely that HP is going to make smartphones, WebOS smartphones. Uh, so they're out of the smartphone game. But she blatantly, just point blank stated that HP will make WebOS tablets. Uh, so uh, apparently there, there are going to be additional WebOS products coming out of HP, uh, and not just you know WebOS on printers or or their as a, as a layer on their touchmart PCs, but as <clears throat> a standalone product on tablets, um, which shows it. And that's, that's probably goes to the investment piece that, that they refer to that HP will continue to invest. Um, uh, but it's most likely going to be in hardware iterations, putting webOS on hardware and putting it out there versus continuing to be, develop webOS further and making competitive with, uh, let's say iOS or Android. Um, the only other thing uh, that uh, I thought was uh, interesting about uh, this whole announcement is that, <clears throat> excuse me, Meg Whitman also said that the core webOS team is going to remain, so there will be a webOS group within HP. Um, there, there was a question about layoffs, about getting rid of some of the employees, and, and Meg Whitman said that she didn't know at this moment. My guess is that it's probably going to stay where it is um, that, that core team is going to stay there. So th- there will be a webOS team within HP uh, probably to, uh, you know, help with, with those core developments, those, those core updates. Um, so it's, it's not going to just, you know, open source uh, webOS, throw it out there, and then hope for the best. It looks like HP will play a part in the development of webOS, just not... Um, at the scale that, that you would expect it to be, such as you see on Android or, or iOS. So, pretty interesting news. It's,
1: it's another twist in the uh, in HP saga, isn't it, really? I mean, and I, I, I saw this news, this news break and I didn't really know what to make of it, to be honest with me, because it's, it's, I don't know, I, I think it's kind of good that I'm glad that it's not completely axed, because that would have been quite sad to see it completely go. So it's nice that they're open sourcing it and they're letting the dev community get in on it and things like that. Um I think yeah it's 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 a better way for it to go than if they just, you know, completely got rid of it and said, "No, we're not making any more. Everything's gone." But then to turn around and say that they're going to make new hardware and new tablets for it in the future is a bit strange considering they just axed and sold off all of their existing hardware for it, and it's, it's just bizarre, isn't it? I think
3: they must have listened to us last week, John.
1: Yeah, maybe <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, But it it's, it just seems to be one twist after another with HP, they just um, they they don't know where they don't know which direction they want to take all of this. And they don't, they don't, they don't, to be honest with you, they don't seem to know which direction they want to do with a lot of their business. Um, and they're finding out in a very public way.
3: <laughs> I think. Um, I mean, I think it's it's a good twist. You know, I mean, you've only got to look at Android and the old Windows Mobile community to see there's some really clever people out there. I mean, I mean, people have got touchpads running Android um, pretty much. You know, it's surely only you know, surely a community like that can possibly take WebOS and do the reverse and actually have it running on Android tablets. Um, mm, we well you know, really go what, with it, but even yeah, then, it, okay. the problem with that is it's, it has the risk of just being a niche market, and you know we know what happens to those.
1: Mm, definitely, but I mean, like yeah, like, like you say, you know, maybe maybe it's the fact that they've seen how the the, the people have picked up all of these cheap touchpads, and uh, the dev community's really got to grips with the hardware, and maybe they've turned around and said, well, you know, we'll make it open source, and then rather than you trying to hack. Android onto onto these HP tablets. Why don't you try and do some clever hacks with the existing software and make it better, so that you don't need to put Android on there?
2: I I just can't see who's gonna uh, who apart from a small group of enthusiasts are actually gonna do any of the development.
1: No, I mean this this is the big thing was was the fact that when. HP basically screwed over the web the web west developers before, and they all a lot of them jump ship to their Windows phone and things like that. So they're gonna. I don't know whether this is enough to entice them back. The fact that it's going to be open source and people can play around with it is that going to entice developers back into the market? Or um, I mean, particularly, particularly when you don't know where they're going with the hardware specs. I mean, there may be tablets is what is what we're hearing. You know, it's, it's, it's likely that they're going to bring out some more tablets for it, but you don't really. You still don't really know where they're going to go with WebOS yet. And I don't think even HP know where they're going to go with it. Um, yeah, and, they're just going to make it up as they go along one week or the next, isn't it?
0: Well, I, I think this is a very strategic move. I mean, I, it took me a while yeah. to process it, but uh, after reading that interview that The Verge had and, and published with McWhitman, Whitman, um, uh, that last little bit about it, it takes more than a week to determine whether product's going to be successful was an yeah. obvious shot at Leo yeah. Pothaker.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh right. I mean it was it was Apotheker who who um made those radical, radical decisions, you know, they were gonna sell off their their consumer PC division, um, you know, they, they killed WebOS and as soon as Meg Whitman stepped in they they kind of backpedaled on, on the uh PC sell off piece, uh so the the personal systems group I think it's called. Um uh, so they said, No, we're gonna keep this, we're not gonna sell it off and we'll see where we are with WebOS. And, it, it, uh, and maybe I'm, I'm, it's just it might be a stretch here, but if you take a look at what the decision was, I mean, th- there was going to be a lot of kind of um, lashback if they just killed WebOS, right? Like, oh, you know, they spent all these billions of dollars on WebOS and they didn't try to make it work. Uh however, if they committed to it full time, then there was that danger where they, they were going to have to double down on WebOS and really commit to it. Whether it was going to be a winner or losing strategy um uh, in in the long run, they were gonna have to commit to it simply because it was gonna be one of those things where what okay, so you're saying you're gonna double down on WebOS but in a year you're probably gonna go through the same issue. So they wouldn't wanna go through that publicly. By open sourcing it, kind of to Ian's point, who who's actually going to go develop it, right? I mean, it, it, WebOS at this point has a very small community. It's very passionate, very great community, but I don't think it's it's large enough to be able to support this. Such as like, for example, on uh, Android, you know, you see uh, all the you see, um, uh, XDA developers. That's a huge community. Um, I don't feel like WebOS has that large uh, of a community at this point. So essentially. Meg Whitman kind of took the route of like, look, we don't want to kill it. We understand this is a great product, so we're going to open source it. But by open sourcing it is, was that kind of strategic way of killing it off without killing it off so that the heat wouldn't be on HP and say, hey, look, we open sourced it and the public doesn't really want it because it's not being developed further. Um, yeah, I agree. I really
3: yeah, exactly what I was just thinking.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: They, got, they won't be, end up being the bad guy. It was, well, look, you know, we tried, but nobody wanted it.
2: Yeah,
1: but yeah. Well, so, really, they've already burned all their like a huge chunk of their developers anyway. So, um, so it is there for. It's almost <laughs> like
3: they they mortally wounded it, but they won't be
0: responsible for actually being actually so clear it to the yeah. <laughs> right. So I don't know. It's just just the theory, but um, yeah, I agree. And I mean, I don't I don't know who's out there left to develop it. I mean, I would love to see WebOS live. I still feel like WebOS has so much potential. It just it just didn't get uh, the right... It, it didn't get in the right hands. Uh, I feel like yeah. WebOS should be such a strong competitor right now. Um, you know, Windows Phone is is obviously a strong competitor, but I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that it does come from Microsoft, and Microsoft has money to throw at it. Um, but... I don't know. I suppose
2: that's a bad hand. I suppose that's the kind of the justification. Maybe that you say if you look at what Microsoft are doing, enormous amount of marketing, uh, especially well through people like Nokia. They've got a fantastic operating system. It's probably one of the best mobile ones around, and still it's only third and only got a a, a small share of the market and the mindset. So what could HP do? Even yeah you know, it's bottomless pit so maybe that is you know that is the justification that no matter what they could do they could never be anything bigger than third
0: yeah yeah, yeah exactly i mean
2: they had the chance well H- palm had the chance um a few years ago but it was kind of left left too late i mean i was i was at cs when they announced it and there was a huge amount of buzz there and uh it, it just, they just never capitalised on that initial buzz at CS. They just left it too long.
3: I think um, you know, it's, it's clear Microsoft needs a mobile strategy. Uh, so I don't I think, think it necessarily means it matters how successful Windows Phone is. Obviously, they want it to be successful, but I think even if it isn't, even if it kind of dwindles just like Windows Mobile did, I think they'll still keep going. Whether whether or not Nokia will still be around to talk about it is another <laughs> another topic. But, um but yeah, I, I, I don't think WebOS necessarily has that luck that uh, you know that opportunity to just sit around and and stew. I think it would get to that point where it would just simply disappear. And I, I think it'd be a shame. I agree with Jose. You know, I, I had the luxury of actually using one hands-on, but watching videos and and everything. It, you know, it looks like a really nice you know interface, and certainly I thought had a, had a good future ahead of itself. I think you know yes, uh, Andrew already would uh, happily agree. It's just got into the wrong hands, like Jose said.
0: Yeah. Now, that being said, um, one of uh, WebOS's developers, uh, Tony Hope, I believe, um, put up that story. Uh, Ryan Hope, sorry. Ryan Hope, um, as a proof of concept, showed off a WebOS having been ported to an EVO 3D, an HTC EVO 3D. Um, it's only a proof of concept, but I, I think it was kind of put out there as like, look, see, you can you could definitely take the current iteration of WebOS and, and put it on existing hardware. Um,
1: Surprised no one's put it on HD2, yeah.
0: <laughs> I was about to say, I, w- I was actually thinking right now, trying to remember if I, if we've seen it on an HD2, but if not, I'm sure the HD2 will carry it. You know, I, I, I want to have, I'm going to break out my HD2 and I, I, I'm going to put every single os out there and just depending on my mood that day i'm gonna boot into either windows phone android web os uh and i don't know I, i'm still waiting for somebody to port ios to something else as well <laughs> like
2: quad boot or something like that
0: yeah exactly <laughs>
2: I'm amazed at the, the HD2 because I can't hear you guys talking about it each week and John, you say, oh, well, this week I put on. And <laughs> I know, it's, it's
1: just an amazing device. Just, it's just, just, you know, whatever OS you feel like going on, you can, once you've got the initial um, the initial pieces of software installed on the bootloader and things, it's it's all, it's always a matter of putting a zip file onto an SD card and within two minutes you, you've got a new OS loaded onto it. You know, it's... <laughs> It's so easy. Um, it's an amazing device, and I've been playing around with Gingerbread on my uh, not Gingerbread, sorry, Ice Cream Sandwich on mine at the moment. Um, and yeah, loving the loving the Ice Cream Sandwich experience. Anyway, so it's uh, but then you know I'd have to go out and spend hundreds of pounds on a new phone in order to have that experience. Otherwise,
2: mm. but with
1: the HC two, no. just keep recycling it, <laughs> and they're
2: still so being sold as it, well. You know. Um, I was at Manchester Airport on Monday morning and uh, there, there was, uh, the Dixon store there was still selling HD2s.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, if you go on to... Well, I, I was looking on Expanses the other day and they're still selling for quite a bit, I think. Let me have a look. We want to get sidetracked onto a HD2... Uh, <laughs> thing yeah, 399 300, still in stock on Expanses.
3: That's quite expensive for, what, a four-year-old phone? Five years?
1: Yeah,
3: 400
2: quid, yeah, it's but people
1: great. still want it because it can do, it, you know, it can run Ice Cream Sandwich as well as a Galaxy Nexus. <laughs> they'll, have the, uh, what, that,
2: uh...
3: they'll have the Xbox operating system running on their next
0: <laughs> <laughs> portable Xbox.
3: <laughs> uh, it's a regular, but, yeah, I think, um, just coming back to what I said before with, with RoboHouse, I think it, you know, it is Possibly the, the most positive thing that could have come along because at least now, you know, the web OS community it can get behind it and HP doesn't have the burden of trying to design new hardware because the, the community will potentially just reuse hardware like, you know, HD2 or, you know, um, other Android based tablets or even maybe, um, you know, uh, Windows 8 um, tablets when they come out on um, ARM.
2: Mm. I think for me though, it, it, you know, it's dead. It just might as well. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not certainly not disputing that. I think. Um, yeah. yeah it's definitely. Yeah. Mm. Moving on. Well,
0: <clears throat> we'll see what happens with that.
3: The only question is, who lasts longer, wet or wet? Yeah. All
0: right. Another piece of news. Um, so while well, everybody else uh, outside of the U.S. is enjoying their new Galaxy Nexus. Although I am, too. I, I have to say, yeah, I'm really <laughs> loving this phone. Um, here in the U.S., the official version of the Galaxy Nexus, which is just supposed to launch on Veri- uh, Verizon, is still nowhere to be seen. Um, the latest speculation is it's going to la- launch on December 15th. Uh, so that's this coming week. But, uh, I mean, it's ridiculous how, how much Verizon is delaying on... Putting this phone out, and this is exactly why I, I was so fearful when the rumors were going around before the the Nexus was even announced. Uh, I was so fearful about the rumors going around that it was going to be a Verizon exclusive, um, because Verizon just loves to play these games. So uh, apparently, Verizon's not going to allow Google Wallet to be uh on the Galaxy Nexus, uh, which is a killer feature, in my opinion. Um, their excuses, because saying that it's not just a nap, it has to tap into uh, some new, you know, proprietary hardware. And the proprietary hardware is just the NFC chip. I mean, I don't understand what the big deal is there. Uh, but on top of that, they've kept completely quiet. No news whatsoever. Uh, no information on when they were got, going to be actually releasing this device, um, which is. I, I, it seems so obvious that they're setting it up for failure. Um I mean at this point with the holiday season you would expect to have seen this device available uh, you know mid November late November um you know when the when the holiday uh rush uh, shopping rush occurs. Uh but here we are. I mean today is December 10th and and still not only is it not on sale, but no one even knows when it's actually going to be available for purchase in the u s uh through verizon um so it's it's kind of and, ridiculous. and this
2: is like sort of google's flagship nexus uh, uh, flagship um android phone
0: right yeah I mean this is this year's nexus mm. I mean last year we had the uh the galaxy s um and that launched with uh t mobile and Sprint. Uh, I believe, and uh, you know, the year before that, we had the the Nexus One. That was the the fully unlocked. Uh, it, it it didn't sell through any carrier initially, and then you were able to get it subsidized through T-Mobile, AT and T, uh, and I think there were supposed to be Sprint and Verizon versions, but those never occurred. Um, so it's I don't know, it's it's kind of ridiculous. I don't think I'd appreciate
3: just how. Big the Nexus is. It's it's four point six five inches, isn't it? It's,
0: yeah, it's it's Earth a toss awesome of I mean, the the screen is great. It's a seven twenty p display, but it's also really thin. I mean, it's I want to say it's it's almost as thin as my Xperia Arc, and that's a really thin phone. Um, I think the only thing that makes it thicker is kind of at the it has this kind of reverse chin. Um. Towards the bottom, where the speaker is, uh, which I'm guessing is where the the radios are stored, but it's it's hardware-wise, it's amazing. I I, I think um, when they had made the announcement, I I was really bummed about the hardware because the the teasers of the hardware made it look amazing this kind of curved design and and you know really nice materials and they showed actual pictures kind of product pictures of the device and it looks so plain and I was kind of like well maybe in hands it'll be different and once I got it in my hands it it's very different the pictures don't do it justice I mean it very solid great material great build quality very un Samsung like actually um and it, it feels just so solid and and great design it's 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 a great phone. I'm I'm really really happy with this phone.
1: I think you prefer it to the uh, to the razor, which I know you were um, very keen on the razor over the Nexus when it initially got uh, were announced, weren't you?
0: Yeah. So the razor looked amazing to me when it got announced. I was like, wow, that it looks so thin. It looks so great. But <laughs> once the razor actually got released, the screen is terrible. Uh, horrible, horrible screen. And yes, it's thin. But it's so uncomfortable to hold. Uh it's 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 not a great piece of hardware. <laughs> so my my excitement went through this kind of up and down about uh the Nexus, um but in the end it's it's amazing. Software is amazing too, as your sandwich is great. So uh it's I, I heard the podcast uh from last week and although I'm willing to accept your challenge for a week, I can do a week, Jace. I can do a week. Uh, I'm having too much fun with the Nexus right now so it's g- give me a month with the Nexus and then I'll see if I can give it up for a week <laughs> that's a,
3: I must that's
1: say
3: i like sorry i said no that's a, that's a fair challenge I'll, uh, I'll be interested to hear how you got Mano, I don't understand you if you've got a device a new device that you absolutely love then you know absolutely it's not the time not the time to set a challenge because you would be too biased <laughs> unlike me yeah. who's completely open <laughs>
1: I must say, though, you know, having having had to play around with um, with Ice Cream Sandwich on the HD two, it is um, it definitely takes Android to the next level. It's um, it's a really nice operating system. Um, you know, it's it's good to look at. Um, I always found Android a little bit clunky, to be honest with you, but um, Ice Cream Sandwich definitely is. You know, it's a lot smoother, and um, it just it just looks like it's it looks more modern, and it looks. I'm not saying that Android before used to look outdated or anything like that, you know, but it does in my mind just look more modern and um and sleeker. I don't know I don't know how to explain it properly really. It's uh,
0: Yeah, it, it's just a lot smoother. Yeah. Uh it just you kinda of just go through the operating system. It's no longer where you have to think about what to do, right? You just kind of do it. Um it's it's great, yeah, it's definitely the most polished Android experience there has been so far, and uh, I, I think it's only going to get better from here.
1: Definitely, and while we were just on the subject then, I've actually, uh, I've just booted it up, and I'm just, I'm just downloading the latest beta to uh, stick on HD2, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got beta, beta 5 now, so...
2: I know, and the... Next Galaxy Nexus, it's sort of five hundred of pound unlocked in the UK, which is more expensive than the Lumiere eight hundred.
0: Yeah, well, I got mine. Um, you know, I had to obviously import mine. Uh, I ended up paying seven hundred fifty dollars for it. Uh, not sure what that wow. translates into pounds.
2: Two hundred fifty quid, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find out when I when I change my uh, pounds over to dollars for uh, for CES. <laughs> uh, four hundred eighty pounds. Oh, that's not too bad.
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh, it certainly wow. is a, a, a premium phone, especially with that seven twenty p display. It's <clears throat> certainly something that I would really like to see. You know, the trend for other mobile phone platforms to follow that.
2: Yeah, me too. I'd love to see Windows Phone on on that kind of hardware.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Jase. How about this challenge? Um, um, how about I go a week, maybe even two weeks, uh, on Windows Phone Seven, or just Windows Phone. If you go two weeks on the iPhone, <laughs>
3: if I had a if I had an iPhone, Jose, I
0: will I, I will ship you I will ship you my iPhone if if you commit to using it for two weeks. I'll give it
3: a try, I don't mind.
0: <laughs> You're right, we've got this room. Re-
3: remember we we're recording this.
0: <laughs> oh damn. John, hit the couch, bro.
3: <laughs> Another segment for the cutting room floor.
2: It's on.
3: <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe I'll try living with an iPad for two weeks. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you have to take
2: it out of the box.
0: <laughs> oh, do I. <laughs> no, it can't be an iPad. That that's that's an auxiliary device. It has to be a primary device. No, I'm only joking. no i don't. joking.
1: No,
3: I'll I'll
0: give, I'll give it a try. Or well, you could get it,
3: like
1: stick stick you on um
3: on Android if you
1: still got your HD2.
3: I was just oh, That's say, right. I really, I really regret sell, selling that. At the time, as soon as I got my um, my Omnia 7, I I sold it on uh on eBay and got rid of it, but No. Regretting that now. I since I could have stuck Windows Phone on it and given it to my wife, so...
2: I can hear... I don't know, John, you just powered your phone up, but I can hear it coming through the... Oh,
1: can you?
3: Yeah, that
2: (laughs) that would be the HD2. The
1: power of the HD2. The HD2,
2: is that this week's show with the HD2 as a guest. (laughs)
1: The power of the HD2, it interferes with everything. Is it gone now?
0: Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I've just chucked it on the other side of the room, so it's... uh, I don't know what it's doing to everything else around us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, well let's move on. Uh Ian, you rev- you reviewed um D V V Link for uh the iPad this week, right? iPad and iPhone?
2: Yeah. I thought I thought I did the Windows phone one the week before. So I thought I'd do the uh, the iPad and the iPhone version this week and um uh, yeah, really impressed with it. It's um D V Link have, have done a good job, I obviously should say, um they're a, s- a supporter of uh, the disc lifestyle and g- giving copies away, but still, it's, I wanted to, to to test it, and um, they've d- they've done a great job of making the Windows Phone version look like a Windows Phone app and the iPhone one look like an iPhone app. Um, it has got more features than the than the Windows Phone app. Um, you can have multiple service connections, which uh, is a found a problem with the Windows Phone, so that you can have one that's rooted by your internal IP and one that's rooted by your external IP for when you're out and about. Uh, but it's great. It's great to be able to browse your EPG and, and uh, just pick shows to record and then sh- and, and stream live TV. Um, but I actually prefer, for streaming live TV, I think the HD7 is a is a great extender uh, for live TV. So I had DVLink set up and then you've got a little kickstand on the HD7 and it makes a, a nice little live TV box if you perhaps work in and put a shelf up or something. Yeah, you can have a little... Little thing there is watching their TV, so I think it's pretty good. But uh, yeah, on the iPad, it, it works really well.
3: I mean, DVB Link is just one of those just amazing products that seem to come from nowhere. I'm sure Gary would say it's been around for a while, but um, just did seem to come from nowhere. And it's, I mean, it totally transformed our media center usage, and you know, just being able to, you know, use D and A clients just to watch, you know, from your your live TV tuners, and um, you know. Use it on mobile devices, and you know, use it on laptops that would otherwise need to be tethered to a tuner and a cable. And you know, it's just a brilliant product. And in many ways, I, I hope it doesn't, um, but it's almost inevitable. I think they're going to should get purchased by somebody Cause you can just imagine that that kind of technology integrated directly into you know Windows um, or some other product. It's just the way it distributes TV seamlessly across all platforms is just amazing.
2: Yeah, it's it's really nice. It's it's a bit of a steep um, learning curve to set it up initially, but then once you've got it up and running, it's it's not a problem. Yeah,
3: I mean, I know. Um, I, I kind of every time I see people tweeting about Media Center saying, "Oh, I wish it would stop just you know reintroducing channels that I'd hidden." I guess as transmitters update their frequencies and maybe slightly move channels around, uh, the channels tend to come back or new channels just suddenly pop up and start showing up in the guide s- when yeah, you don't want them to. Oh and <laughs> and the, the great thing about DVB Link is it removes that because um, DVB Link you, you set up all the channels in there, and then you choose which ones you want to be exposed into Media Center so you don't get that problem and also you know it just keeps the guide really clean and it downloads um, the uh, guide over the air so I've stopped using the um, the internet source um, for our, our media centre guide and you know it's just, it just does everything really well it just really transforms media centre for us
2: mm, yeah it's a nice it, it is a really nice app but yeah the the yeah. iPad yeah. one and the iPhone were pr- pretty good so yeah i do link for those or it will be in the show notes
0: And uh I thought this was interesting the um the Windows 8 first apps contest.
2: Yeah, that was pretty good, wasn't it? Um I think they're really trying to push the sort of the Windows 8 marketplace and, and get that up and running before the Windows 8 is released.
0: Yeah, so the the uh I guess the Windows 8 beta is going to be uh, available in February, which I'm I'm pretty excited about. Uh, I'm sure Jace is stoked of, uh, I'm sure Jace is really happy. He's going to stick it to us talking about, see, that's why I returned the iPad and got my, uh, <laughs> my Asus. Uh, you called it Jace, so the, the, the is going to be available February 2012, so you can, you can slap that on your, on your tablet. Um, but yeah, it looks like they're in, in anticipation for that, uh, they're bringing this, uh. First apps contest where basically you create your Metro style app and and you submit it uh, by January eighth, which I believe is right at uh, on the cusp of CES right. Yeah. Um, I think so yeah. When does CES start this week? Uh, this year or next year? I should say the ninth.
2: Think it's the yeah. I think the the show opens on this Tuesday. Uh, yeah,
0: and yeah. uh, they have the the media day uh, on, yeah, on the 9th a right? On Monday. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I I, yeah. I I arrive on the Monday.
0: Okay. Um So yeah, uh they're going to select uh 8 winning apps uh and they're going to be the first apps, the first 8 apps in the Windows Store when when the Windows Store debuts. Uh on top of that, you also win a uh a Windows uh, developer preview PC, uh the, the same Samsung tablet that developers got at the build conference this year uh one year of windows assure and a two year subscription to the windows store so yeah it's good
2: it's good that they get people in that uh, encourage them to get the apps in there
0: yep, yep. yeah 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 I mean, definitely
1: the backing of the apps before the platform launches properly so you know it's good to get people on board even before the uh, the, the the public betas release you know it's um it's nice to see them being proactive in this way, in order to get some uh, some good apps in the store ready for when it gets released to the populace. Really,
3: it's interesting as well that they've chosen to to enforce that those apps have to be free, which you know means that pretty much guarantees they're going to get downloaded and tried and and. Rather than you know people may be reluctant to buy those apps, thinking that they might not you know last very long or might not be supported very well, so I mean certainly using the iconia tab it's it's that's the the real missing part of the the puzzle the apps um you know it's nice to play around with the immersive i e and the games are okay to 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 mess about with you know the kids and my wife like playing them, but you know you, it, particularly sites as I said with you know the twitter website's fairly usable. On the touch screen, but a lot of Twitter works around hover points, which you can't really do on a touch screen. So, um, so yeah, I really can't wait for for all that to come along and, and get the public beta out onto the uh, onto the tablet and and really start to start to use it.
2: Yeah, it needs things like the um, a Metro email client and just a few bits and p- basic apps just to to make it more productive. So you don't have to keep switching b- desktop
3: yeah yeah I mean I must admit i mean at the moment we we when we use it it's pretty much living in the in the traditional desktop um you know watching iplayer and things like that, but it'd be really nice to see iplayer apps come along and you know really really use it and I think for me the thing i'm looking forward to hearing once and for all is which you know maybe we'll get to find out when the public beta starts maybe not but really have that question answered will the arm tablets include the traditional desktop or are they going to almost maybe we might see the reintroduction of a, of a windows tablet edition where it's purely immersive absolutely and that's that's the kind of path i really hope they take um you know it would be really good to to see a proper um ipad style device where it's you know purely touch um, without the traditional desktop, there. Th-
0: this is what I want to see, and I think I mentioned it the last time uh, I was a show two, sh- two shows ago. I want to see the tablet version of Windows have a built-in um, some type of wireless remote that, that it communicates through Wi-Fi through some type of core piece in um, in Windows 8 that will communicate with my Windows 8 HTPC, so I can browse the guide on my tablet. Tap a show and it'll open up that channel on Windows Media Center or that movie or, or whatever while seeing everything still full screen on my HTPC. I want to see some type of crazy media center stuff happening in Windows 8. That's what I'm excited about. Mm. <laughs> Although I should be excited about it because I know I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: it'd be good to see them work on some kind of a, some kind of integration because the potential's there, isn't it? So it's. Um... It's just a matter of seeing if they'll put the time into uh, to develop it or not.
3: Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, so far I've been really enjoying the, the Windows 8 experience, and I can only see it getting getting better with the beta. Um, but like I say, I think <clears throat> I think they're going to have to be very clever with the marketing. If ARM does include the traditional desktop, they're going to have to have somewhere where it clearly spells out that don't expect every application to run on it because they're going to have to be recompiled. Um, And I know, you know, the ARM processors can be different among manufacturers to the point where you have to recompile the app for each processor model. Um, So I think in some ways it would be good to to see that uh, cut-off point, treat this as an opportunity to, to you know, take two paths. And if people want the traditional desktop, they'll buy, um, you know, an Intel base. And I'm sure Intel will have processors that are um, comparable in terms of longer battery life. Um, But... uh, Hopefully that will be answered one day.
2: <laughs> yeah, when?
3: Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I do wonder whether or not, you know, the ARM is going to end up coming out behind the Windows 8 um, for you know, the Intel, let's call it, release of Windows 8.
2: Yeah, because there was a story, wasn't there, oh, six months ago, saying that the ARM could come early and it would be sort of mid-2012 and the ARM version would be out before the, the Intel version. And then the last... Um, uh, few weeks, it's been, um, you know, the rumor's been that it's going to come later, so uh, it's, it's hard to say really. But to, if they don't have the Windows traditional desktop and only have Metro apps, then I can't see why they couldn't just get that out earlier because, um, you know, you just need to get the Metro apps out there and you're done, aren't you? Whereas the, the desktop version requires more processor and, and traditional apps need to be on mm-hmm. there, so. Although there maybe the lack of apps could be a problem.
3: Because I really do wonder um, whether or not the reason why Media Center and DVD burner and all those little utilities weren't included in the developer preview was because they're not going to be included in the ARM version, and they were kind of trying to reach that point where they could branch it and then add in what the the features like Media Center back into the Intel path, but leave them out of the ARM path. But it's
0: just yeah, speculation it be, yeah.
3: on my part. I just oh think beesh. there had to be a reason why it wasn't in there. I, I think the whole in um, that post saying it was due to the the massive media changes in windows. I think that, that sounded like an excuse to me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You could be right. It'd be a shame though, if the, that would mean that the arm version wouldn't have media Center, and, and that would be a shame because one of the great things about you, as, as you probably find as well on, on your device, if once you've got media center back <laughs> on there is that uh, you've got the home group sharing of recording TV, so you could record something and then share it to a tablet. I use that quite often on my, um, so just so the kids have got the Sam, an old, my old Samsung netbook and they use it for sharing, watching shared recorded TV, and you just won't be able to do that if Media Center is not on there.
3: No, I agree. I just I, I said before I think that you know maybe that Media Center might not be in the R version purely because it's. It's quite a big application to to um, include, in it's uh, media centers primarily about PVR functionality and live TV, which it would be you know a, p- a potentially massive yeah. battery drain on an ARM-based version. So maybe there will be um, you know Metro-style apps that would provide key features of media center.
2: Mm. <laughs> I, I suspect what we'll get is some kind of Metro media player. That may be able to play uh, WTV files, but certainly will be not designed for that. It will just be a, a media player.
3: Yeah, because I know I, I tweeted because I was really amazed. I knew Media Center wasn't in the public eight, uh, sorry, the Windows eight developer preview, but uh, as I said before, it, it won't even play WTV files. So you know the whole codec system is missing.
2: Mm. Yeah, and no, I remember we had the post a while ago that uh, some of the Dolby codecs won't be in there either
3: yeah and of course i think you mentioned Ian that that one of the things in the um xbox dashboard is is n- now plays wtv files although it's very limited with no skipping and no metadata
2: yeah that's right yeah i mean it starts and someone did send me a comment saying "Yeah, it took them three years to get it working. <laughs> Maybe yeah. three years time will fast forward button
3: because it amazes me that um the so I know we're jumping back a bit here, but the, the video player on the Xbox won't play Windows Phone um, recorded video.
1: Still, even in the new dashboard?
3: I haven't, assuming, I haven't tried it since, but the only way I've been able to get them to play is actually to go into Media Center extender mode and stream them that way off the, um, off the home server, well, which I'm guessing is, is recoding them. Sorry, um, yes, kind of streaming them in a re-encoded fashion.
1: I know they were supposed to be um, bundling a chunk of new codecs and stuff into a new dash,
3: weren't they? Oh, I'll give that a try then. Yeah, I mean, certainly with WTV ending
2: up in there, it's, it's certainly possible now. And is it, actually, one way I haven't looked to see if it's possible. If you've got a video that you've taken on your Windows phone, can you get it straight onto your, onto your TV via your Xbox?
3: No, this is something Man. that Paul Thurrott talks about a lot, um, with a, a huge sense of irony. That no, if you plug a Windows phone into an Xbox, it does absolutely nothing.
2: I mean, you shouldn't even have to plug it in. <laughs> it should be like AirPlay. Yeah. If,
3: if just I just take, a, if it. I've got yes. my
2: Apple TV and, or even through the AirShare uh, app for uh, Media Center, I, quite often I use it you now, I just I take some videos on my phone and my iPhone and I just send them straight to the TV. Yeah, that's just surely that's it. it's something that you should be able
3: to. do. <laughs> you think. I mean, you were at CES, weren't you, In when you interviewed, um, sorry, I can't remember his name, but the guy from the Media Center set-top box team, Yes. and he demoed, was it an LG Windows phone? It was, yeah. It had DLNA Play to, So yeah. it's kind of in there, and I think, um, I'm trying to think if one of the latest gen Windows phones includes DLNA. Um, um, well, the
2: HTC, there is a HTC app uh, that's got DLNA in it but you can't send that through to the Xbox unless you're in extender mode, I think. Is that right? There's no DLA yeah. client. Yeah.
3: yeah, no, the, the Xbox doesn't support Play 2 directly, which, is again, yeah. just seems like a massive oversight.
2: Yeah, the, the, the app's uh, called Connect Media. in uh, It's a HTC one, and I've tried it, and it does work. You can use that as a Play 2 uh, c- control, so you can pick a video from this phone. Um, and, and use it to play too, but of course the Xbox won't do it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it should change, be so
2: simple, it? isn't it? You could take a picture and uh, with your Windows Phone, and you say, "Look at this," and you just send it straight to your Xbox. Well, <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, particularly you know that that would be something with them wanting to bring the Xbox in as the the central media hub of the home. Mm. It it does seem like core functionality, really.
2: Yeah. So maybe maybe that's coming and if you tied it in with Windows eight as well it would be it'd be nice to be able to have all these things connected together. It sounds like we could be replaying show number one, but <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't it be great if all these things worked together? Yes. Yeah. yeah, that uh, that digital um
3: blue sky that we all dream about.
2: Yeah, absolutely, yeah.
3: I know um Bringing it back to to Windows 8, and my uh, Connie tab, my uh, my seven year old. Whenever he sits down to use it, always has a big grin on his face and goes, "This is the coolest gadget you've got, Dad."
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I'm sure. I don't know if he, I don't know how it would compare. It would it be nice to see him try out an iPad? But just see whether or not it would. But he certainly loves using it. Just sits there touching the screen and and playing around with um, watching movies. I mean, the only problem really is, and I expected this. Um, is that you? Kind of some flash videos are just so stuttery because of the the fusion processors. So I know it's one gigahertz. So
2: mm. yeah, I'm looking forward to the next beta anyway. To see what see what we get.
3: Yeah, definitely. definitely. Get it on the
2: HD D <laughs> <laughs> two. One,
3: one thing you'll be interested actually with this first apps contest is uh, how quickly a Windows 8 uh, build leaks because I believe they're going to get first release of the uh windows 8 whether or not it'll be the proper public beta or a few steps away but it'll be interesting because they've, so far they've managed to keep the lid on it i I keep looking around to see whether or not there's any builds around with have got media center in it and so far they mostly keep a lid on it
2: yeah they have here it's been it's been very controlled and uh certainly um as a media center MVP, we've you know, got nothing so it's not like we've been given something in the top secret or something we've got nothing at all
3: but of course you'd say that anyway
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> we'll trust you we believe you <laughs> yeah.
0: alright um, anything else and there
3: was just a story that I threw in just with um, rumours starting to circulate that um possibly quite soon the uh, Lumia 710 will be launched in the US. Um, it seems a bit of an odd choice. I, w- I really thought the 800 would be the first phone. Um, but, uh, but It certainly seems that T-Mobile are going to be launching um, the uh, Lumia 710 in New York.
2: Yeah, I'm surprised they've
1: gone with that and not with the 800. Yeah, it's not a great phone to launch
3: with, is it?
2: <laughs> and yeah, it's low the, cost uh, though, isn't it? It's cheap.
0: Yeah, yeah it's going cheap.
1: It's cheap and it's fuggly. Sure, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. That's a Skittles one, right? Yeah. Uh, the one that looks like a Skittles bag threw up. Yeah. So still... I suppose,
2: I suppose keeping if they're preparing the nine hundred, then maybe they want to make sure it differentiates itself. The eight hundred and the nine hundred would be too close, so maybe the seven hundred and ten, and then the higher spec nine hundred later would be better.
3: Yeah, possibly. I, I really hope that nine hundred. If it if it is. Turns out to be a, a true device comes over here as well because that's the one I've been waiting for. Given, the yeah, spec- I think
2: that's what I would go for. Yeah,
1: mm, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for a 900 when I'm doing my next upgrade. <laughs> Although we're not doing contracts anymore. <laughs> oh, I heard yeah, last like, week. Yes. yeah. <laughs> not doing contracts anymore. So no, no. since as as this contracts up. <laughs>
2: I, I was actually funny to mention that John, who writes on the site, and has, also as the icon here, but he's he's just gone on to sort of ditched his uh, O two contract and switched over. Is it GIF gaff?
1: GIF gaff, yeah.
2: Yeah, and he's just switched over to that, and he said because they use O two anyway, you don't have to unlock your phone or anything. The sims just work straight away. That's it,
1: and it just it just saves you money. I'm not getting yeah. back on that rant again. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> and the um, the only last thing I had is. It's, I'm just wondering whether or not CES or if there's a mixed 12 event, whether or not they'll start talking about Windows Phone 8 because it would be about the right time because, you know, they that was when they started talking about Windows Phone, when they started talking about Mango. Um, so it'd be interesting if they they do start talking about Windows Phone 8 or whether or not it'll all be around the, the rumoured Tango updates.
2: Well, usually the, the the last few years it's been at the Mobile World Congress, hasn't it, they've talked about... Um, uh, uh, Windows Phone stuff, so that, I I suspect it would more like to be that.
3: Yeah. Or whether or not though, because I, like I said when I was chatting to Gary on Tuesday, you know it's always that worry with me that they're always talking about. Well, it's you know this is the next big thing that's coming. So if you wait for this, it'll be even better. And kind of which I know is is always the way with a with a young platform. But I would kind of hope they might keep the momentum on the here and now a bit for a bit longer.
2: Mm. I think at CS they'll talk about Windows Phone, but I think they'll probably do it as a, a look back. But uh, and maybe they'll talk about Nokia as well.
3: Yeah, definitely. But yeah, uh, I think 2012 should be an interesting year, and maybe we can talk about that more on Show 100 that we have coming up.
2: Yeah, she's pretty close to that now. Should be hitting
1: it just before uh, just before Christmas. Yeah.
2: Wow, 100. I, mean, I remember getting to 100, and it uh, it takes a lot of commitment, a lot of work, and. Uh, I think it's great. I really enjoy the show. It's just a shame that I'm on this week because it means I, can, I won't be able to listen to it on, on the drive to work <laughs> on Monday.
3: We're throwing a few bloopers for you, in, so you have to listen to it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> or just edit all my bits out. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah but, uh, it's, it's great. I really enjoy the show. I enjoy listening every week. And, uh, yeah, I think getting to 100 is a, it's a real milestone.
3: Yeah, well, I know, I, I certainly still appreciate you guys inviting me to join you. I've really enjoyed it. really enjoyed getting together. Sometimes life gets in the way. I know um, Sheldon's ducked out for a bit. Hopefully we can get him back on in the in, maybe for show 100. Oh, no, no, he's going snowboarding, so um, he won't be able to make that. But hopefully we can maybe get him
0: on in the new year. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. All right, well, I think that about does it for us this week, don't forget you can reach us at mobile at com. You can also follow us on Twitter. i at, um at Jose R. Ortiz. I'm at Don
2: Dickinson.
3: I'm at Database
0: Jace.
2: And I'm at IS Dixon.
0: You can follow Sheldon at Sheldon W. Uh, don't forget to listen to the other podcasts on com, such as, uh, of course, Ian's The um, Digital Lifestyle Show. Uh, TDL Gaming, which is on episode two I think yeah right? I think we're going to
2: record three tomorrow
0: <laughs> alright and um, uh, if you haven't checked out the world of windows yet you should definitely check out that uh, that podcast yep, yeah i will like to be, have I'd, more
2: news on that soon
0: I'd like to give a vote to that as well that was a really good show
2: yep, I yeah I think uh, we should be having talk about that soon
3: I think my only criticism is I could listen to Edbot for about three hours so you need to make it longer <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think that uh, about does it this week. Uh, talk to you guys next week for Show Ninety Nine. Cool. Huh? Yeah.